celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. Welcome in. This is the Music Vibes Podcast brought to you by Orbit Music here in Mishawaka, Indiana. It's a pleasure being with you. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. Go ahead and make us one of your favorites and go ahead and write on, write a review, scroll on down and leave a review. Let us know what you are thinking. Here we celebrate classics and create new ones. And of course, we talk about the old music that we all grew up listening to, but we also... And I love doing this probably even more as I love introducing you guys to new music to listen to and new artists and new bands to check out. So I discovered this new artist that I'm going to be joined by today, Jonathan Pushkar, and he has a new album out called Compositions, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had the one and only Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees joining us here on the podcast and someone that we're joined by this week. Jonathan definitely has that 60s, 70s power pop influence. That definitely reminds me of the monkeys. So it's an absolute pleasure to introduce you guys to the one and only Jonathan Pushkar here today. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Hey, DC. Thank you so much for having me. What a nice intro there. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you for coming on. So we definitely got to dig in to who you are as an artist when you got started. So when did you start this fantastic music career of yours? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I started playing music when I was a mid teenager, I would say, uh, some friends and I started a Beatles tribute band back in the area I grew up, just south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I actually was Ringo back in those days. But <laughs> over the years, I transitioned over to guitar, started writing a good bit. Um, I went off to college here in Nashville, Tennessee, at Belmont University. And while I was at Belmont, I really just kind of dug into this 60s-influenced power pop, retro rock kind of sound. And uh, I just never looked back. I keep digging my heels in a little more and a little further. And um, I just really love the sounds of the late 50s into the mid 60s. And I try to keep that alive, but also give it a little modern twist every time I put pen to paper and start writing some new material. Absolutely. You can definitely tell in your music some of your influences. So you obviously mentioned you started off with the Beatles tribute. So I imagine the Beatles were one of your uh, big influences and that influence your music today. But who are some other groups or bands or artists that influenced your music? Well, the Beatles were definitely number one, but the Beach Boys are a very, very big influence to mm-hmm. me. Uh, the Monkees, you mentioned Mickey Dolan's earlier. Um, I actually just got to see Mickey a couple weeks ago and uh, catch in and say hi. And nice. I actually worked with Mickey back in 2019. I recorded uh, 12 string guitar for a track he did on a Mr. Rogers tribute album. So Mickey and I go way back, as they say, (laughs) uh, to working on that. But the Monkees were a big influence. The Searchers, you know, like Needles and Pins when you walk in the room. Um, But for a little more modern stuff, uh, Weezer was a big influence in my teenage years, as Mm. was uh, Fountains of Wayne, the Stacey's mom band. But there's so much more than that. That's just, you know, what everybody knows them for. Yeah, so you mentioned Weezer. So that's someone I definitely grew up on. So if you don't mind me asking, how old are you today? I am 25. Okay, that's what I thought. I was wondering where the age group was. And you mentioned Weezer in the in your teen years. So that, yeah, absolutely. So that definitely, so that that's awesome, man, that you, you know, you're kind of like me where you're younger, but a lot of the older music definitely influences, you know, your creative mind and your creative process. And it comes out in your music. So, Let's dig into your music a little bit. So let's start with Straighten Up. 
that you released prior to Compositions, which is your new album. So let's start with Straighten Up, the debut. Um, you know, how was that? And just kind of promote, you know, how everything got started with Straighten Up. Yeah, that was really fun uh, because, you know, it's my first album, all kinds of originals on it. Really exciting to, you know, put a collection of originals out there in the world and see what's going to happen with it. Uh, but before I did that, I reached out to probably three or four guys that, you know, had had success in this retro rock world, if you will. And uh, guys that I just really looked up to as a teenager, I just shot them a message on Facebook and said, hey, you know, I was 23 at the time. So I said, hey, if you were 23 and putting out music, uh, you know, for the first time and, you know, just didn't want to put it out and then nothing happened, what are some things you might recommend or some things you might say to stay away from? And I kind of aggregated a list of suggestions from those guys and figured, okay, these are the things I need to do. These are the things I should absolutely not do. Mm. And through a series of events, the very first single from the album, The Girl Next Door, uh, made it onto the Rodney Bingenheimer show on Sirius XM on the Underground Garage, Channel 21, which is, you know, if I could be so uh, humble to say, no small feat to uh, achieve, especially at a young age with, you know, no label backing or anything like that. So with that being said, the song played uh, around this time in 2019, actually, crazy enough. Mm. But uh, the song got played on air, and Marty Scott and a guy named Mark Platt, uh, Marty Scott being the president of Gem Records and Mark Platt being an excellent radio promoter, both of them heard the song that evening, and both of them reached out to me uh, across the course of the following day uh, Marty asked if an album was ready to go with it. And I said, yes, he sent me a record deal and the ink was dry the day after that. So really within 72 hours, I went from planning an independent release to being on, you know, the legendary gem records, which, you know, it's a story that I still get chills when I get to tell it. Cause it's just one of those things that you could never dream up in your wildest dreams. And yet, you know, it comes true and everything changes. So I'm so grateful even still. And, you know, gem records, has opened and continues to open so many amazing doors for me that I, uh, you know, it's always a real treat and a real dream come true to get to tell that story. Absolutely. Shout out to Jim records. And of course, you know, talking about straighten up, which was out a couple of years ago. So let, we got to talk 2020. Um, the, you know, the year that either did happen or didn't happen, depending on who you ask, a lot of people say, uh, it doesn't even count. And I'll, I'll go with that because that means I'm not 30 years old yet. So let's, let's say, thir- let's say 2020 did not count. Um, but yeah, so obviously last year, as I, as I imagine, you know, you being a musician out of Nashville, you know, 2020 had to hit you pretty hard, but how did you kind of adapt to the, you know, last year, not having concerts, not being able to, you know, be out and about as much. Cause I know you like to tour and I know you like to get around. So how did you handle last year? Well, the biggest trick was all the plans that, you know, I had me and my producer had my band had. Uh, We were actually booked to play at the Cavern Club in Liverpool, which, of course, is famous for being the place where the Beatles used to play. Mm -hmm. So we were booked to play there in May of 2020. Obviously, that didn't come to pass. uh, But we were also supposed to start my second album, which, of course, is Compositions and is out now. Uh, That was supposed to start in March of 2020. Well, needless to say, that got pushed back a little bit until everybody, you know, felt comfortable to get together and, uh, you know, make some music. But, uh, you know, everything went according to plan and in a lot of ways, maybe even better. 
what I've really thought about in the process of making this album was I was really scared that when it was all said and done and the album was complete, that I would look at it as the quotation 2020 album, right? That I would mm-hmm. look back at it and think of how, you know, how much despair we felt and how sad last year was and how we were all split up. But, you know, a friend of mine really helped change my perspective on how I look and think about 2020 in that it was still a net positive year. You know, I became closer with a lot of my friends. It helped me redefine what's important to me, what my goals are. Um, you know, maybe some things that I was prioritizing that didn't need a priority and so on and so forth. Right. 2020 really helped me uh, change my perspective and I became a better version of myself because of it. Mm. And the irony is, you know, I went into creating this album a little fearful that it would always be the 2020 album for bad reasons. But I look back at it now and it's the 2020 album for good reasons. I listened to a lot of the words that I wrote, you know, during the lockdown and they're very reflective of, you know, my journey and my introspection during those difficult times. And, you know, I hope that a lot of people out there felt the same way, you know, that they grew too, and they're happier on the other side with how things played out. And I really hope that when people hear the album, they have a similar experience thinking about, you know, obviously last year was really difficult, but uh, if you wanted to, it was a great time for growth. And I hope that the people uh, that, you know, got to tap into that resonate with this album too. Very well said. And that's what we got out of composition. So before we get to that, I got to ask you about your music videos, man. So was checking out some of the music videos. How in the world did you get those Lego videos? Those are super dope, man. I was watching those videos. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, this dude literally has the Lego movie. Like, <laughs> like this is my, I have kids. I have a, a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old, and we watched the Lego movie. And I was watching the videos like, ooh, the Lego movie. I'm like, no, nah, this is a this is a new guy I'm about to interview, Jonathan Jonathan Pushkar. And he, man, these videos are good, man. How did you get that done? Those are awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, for everybody listening in here, uh, you know, I do Lego stop-motion music videos. I, I've put out a few of them so far, and they're always really fun to do. But kind of my icebreaker fun fact that you want to know about me right off the bat <laughs> is I actually have one of the larger Lego influencer accounts out there. Uh, wow. Between TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, uh, I've got coming up on 300,000 followers across the platforms. Whoa. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I make Lego content every day. Last year, I was added into the Lego Ambassador Network, which is Lego's official influencer platform. And so uh, to make a long story short, with that, I have a lot of talented, talented fans that, uh, you know, do Lego stop motion. And so those were collaborations with uh, some fans of mine, namely Isaac, the animator, who did the music video for Any Second Now, the first single from the new album. And uh, he's absolutely incredible. Isaac Hughes is his name, and uh, he did amazing work. So I wrote the music video, and he made the rest happen from there. So all the credit where credit's due to Isaac and uh, yeah, just really, really incredible to uh, get to put those out and get to see people's reactions. Yeah, dude, those are super awesome. Nice fun fact. There is the first one I think I seen was the girl next door. Um, I think that was okay, the first one. Cool. Yeah, dude, those are, I had to give that a shout out because those videos are super cool. I guess, I guess I'll be hitting you up, man, to get your price on that. I guess uh, that, that's, that's cause that's really cool. That's a really unique way to release videos you know everyone does like the lyric videos 
or just like obviously official music videos, but those are fantastic videos. So I had to highlight that. So let's definitely dig into the album. All right. Compositions. This is why I brought you on. Very excited as this album, I mean, all the way through, man. And I know you talked a lot about, you know, your process behind recording this album and working on it, you know, digging a little bit deeper into the storytelling and getting a little bit deeper with the lyrics. So coming from straighten up to compositions, what was something that you were trying to aim for? For your fans and new and gaining new fans with this new album well uh great question first and foremost um the biggest thing for me is i didn't want to put out an album that was exactly the same as the first album mm -hmm. uh and in listening to composition i think it really delivered on that uh you know there's a lot more acoustic guitar on this one there's a lot more harmonies um i rock a little harder in some places i go a little softer on certain songs in other places but you know, somebody that put out a review on it said it best is that it offers all of the highlights from the first album while also adding new elements, like some of the things I just mentioned. So all in all, uh, I'm just really proud of the end product that it's so uh, similar to the first project and that it hits all the things that you might have liked on the first album. But at the same time, it offers completely new things. Um, and, you know, that's just something I've been really excited to uh get feedback from people on and so talk to me about the you know the, the the influences from buddy holly to the beach boys kind of talk about what you what you got influenced by with that yeah so uh like i mentioned earlier uh my influences are you know pretty refined but also deep in where they're at the 50s 60s sound is really really where it's at for me um that's the stuff i really love the most but at the same time uh, again, there's some modern stuff that I really dig too. Mm -hmm. So my goal was really to kind of bridge those two worlds because it does happen from time to time, but an entire album dedicated to, you know, bridging those two sounds together, they're few and far between. They're out there, don't get me wrong. They're just, you know, you don't stumble on them every day. And I kind of like that that's become my hallmark thing. You know, the uh, the simplicity in some ways of songs from, you know, Buddy Holly, Carl Perkins, mm -hmm. uh, guys from the late 50s, Eddie Cochran, the simplicity of their songs tied in with some of the, uh, you know, lyrical whimsiness that you'll find later uh, in bands, you know, like the Beatles, the Beach Boys, all the way up to Fountains of Wayne, who I mentioned that I'm a big, big fan of. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's a cool way to marry two different types of songwriting approaches and bring it all into one. And obviously a lot of original songs on here, but you also have a cover that I think is doing very well right now. I think I've seen a lot of people sharing this, but the cover to Junior's Farm. Junior's farm where I wanna lay low, low 
So, you know, I'm a big fan of this cover of Junior's Farm. Kind of talk about, you know, you covering that. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, I covered Junior's Farm, the Paul McCartney and Wings song, but we had a very special guest on it, and that is Jeff Britton, who is the drummer that played on the original Junior's Farm. Hmm. Jeff came to Nashville in 2019 to celebrate the 45th anniversary of when Paul McCartney and Wings spent the summer here in Nashville. While they were here in the summer of 1974, they were rehearsing for the Wings Over America tour, which would happen the following year. But they were working on new material, and they actually recorded Junior's Farm while they were here in Nashville. Mm. So when Jeff Britton came back to you know Tennessee in 2019, I actually got to spend a lot of time with him. I got to get to know him, and I actually gave him my first album, Straighten Up, which actually hadn't come out at the time that I met Jeff. It was like an advanced copy. But uh, once he got home to Spain, he said, oh, my gosh, Jonathan, I love this album. But the only thing I don't like about it is that I didn't get to play on it. So Mm. I said, well, (laughs) there will definitely be a second album on the way and I can hold you to that. So as time marched on, uh, you know, Jeff told me that he was coming back to the States in 2020 and that we could record it while he was here. Well, needless to say, not a lot of international travel happened in 2020. So. Uh, Jeff and I got to improvise and kind of go the roundabout way of things. And we recorded the tracks here in Nashville, sent them to his studio in Spain. He recorded them, got some great videos, sent them back, and we all assembled it uh, back here in Nashville. So Mm. uh, with that being said, Jeff has only ever recorded Junior's Farm twice, once with Paul and once with me. So it's a really, really big honor to, uh, you know, have him on the album. He also plays on several original tracks from the album, too. Alexandra, Just Friends. Uh, so he's, you know, all over the album, not only on the Wings song, but it's a huge honor to have somebody uh, like Jeff on the album. He's become such a great friend, so influential in my life. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest honor is getting to make music with people like that that have been influential to you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely great stuff. So I want to ask you about my personal favorite song that is on the album, and that is Any Second Now. Have you heard the latest news that's going around? Today's the day my girl gets back in town. I'm gonna let her know. I'll never let her go. When she gets back in town any second now. Man, just from the second it started, you get right into it. I love the guitar on it, the lyrics. But just coming from you, kind of talk about your song, Any Second Now. Sure. So Any Second Now is the first single from the album, and it's actually the first track on the album as well. Uh, I like to describe it as an explosive track in that, you know, as soon as the song starts, it just boom, brings you right in, loud guitars, big drums, big vocals. And uh, it actually does have a special guest on it as well, that guest being Sandy Gennaro, who was the drummer for uh, Cindy Lauper, mm. Joan Jett, but also he played with the Monkees for 10 years. Wow. And any second now is very, very Monkees influenced. So between Sandy's Monkey connection and the fact that he's the hardest hitting drummer I know, uh, there was nobody else I would have rather had play on the track. It was really awesome to uh, have him included. So. Any second now is really, really Lego music video to go with it. So to bring it all back to square one. 
it. I loved it. It was a great way to start the album, gave it a lot of energy. And this album came together. I mean, does what she does, going to be all right. Love those ones as well. So uh, I guess, you know, kind of talk about, you know, a couple of tracks that kind of resonate. I mean, obviously all of them will because they are all written by you. But a couple of more tracks that you would like to highlight, I guess, essential tracks from compositions that you think, you know, that you really want to highlight for some of the new listeners here. Well, there's uh, some really fun uh, genre crossing in this. I think that uh, Gonna Be Alright is one that a lot of people will like. Gonna be alright, gonna be okay. Take a deep breath, girl, take it day by day. We're gonna be fine, gonna be alright, gonna be okay. There's a storm outside these four old walls That keeps us far apart And even when the sky is falling Take these words to heart Gonna be fine, we're gonna be okay Take a deep breath, girl, take it day by day gonna be fine we're gonna be all right gonna be okay it's got that acoustic guitar it draws a little tom petty influence on that one making plans is a little bit uh kind of bedroom rock feeling i would say mm-hmm. uh does what she does is very beach boys inspired just friends has some kind of nice country rockabilly twang to it alexandra is a very uh dreary kind of noir zombies feeling song so you know, just picking a handful of songs right off the bat there, I really like that the album has a lot of different shades to it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And obviously this album is available everywhere. It was released on June 4th by Jim Records CD download and my personal favorite limited edition blue vinyl. Be sure to get it. The link is in the description if you want to grab a copy. This album is absolutely fantastic. All kinds of different sounds, lyrics, genres. I'm a big fan of this, man. You did a, you did a great job with this compositions released by Jonathan Pushkar. So every podcast, we drop the needle as if it's you're listening to a vinyl record player. And, you know, this is always, as always, it is sponsored by Orbit Music here in Mishawaka, Indiana. So I'm going to give you this opportunity. What would you like to drop the needle on from compositions? Oh, man, that is so awesome. Well, thank you so much, DC, for having me. It's really awesome to be here. And uh, why don't we listen to Alexandra? Let's give that a spin. Let's drop the needle. Alexandra was a girl that I used to know. Every now and then I think about her. I know we shared some good times. But now they're all over She was ready to settle down I had a lot of living to do But now I thank my lucky stars She's gone and I've got you She's the kind of girl That never leaves your side I could tell you all the ways I've tried To leave her far away behind I'm gonna lose my mind 
everybody said we would get on well When they introduced her to me But now my phone rings off the hook That girl won't let me be She tied me up and drugged me away Got me on a ball in a chain I wonder if I'll ever get to see the day again She's the kind of girl that never leaves your side I can tell you all the ways I've tried To leave her far away behind I'm gonna lose my mind Cause she won't let go Jonathan Pushkar for joining us here on the Music Vibes podcast. Hey, man, great stuff. Really enjoyed this music. Enjoyed the Drop the Needle segment. And I'm looking forward to what's coming next for you, man. Well, uh, you able to tease any tour dates or anything else coming up for you? Well, uh, looking to play here a little later in the year. Just uh, kind of crazy as everything reopened right now. But getting ready to start on a third project already. That should start recording in the fall. And, uh, you know, always moving forward. So, Definitely check me out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Stay in touch. I love hearing from everybody. So, uh, you know, drop me a message and let me know what you think. And stay tuned for cool stuff coming up. For sure, man. If you got any Midwest dates, let me know, man. And I would love to get to check out the live show. Uh, Well, thank you so much, man. It is definitely in the works. So uh, we'll see how things pan out. Awesome. Thanks, man. Take care and be safe, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Time Travel with DC Hendrix on the Music Vibes Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.